your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Wednesday. We're halfway, halfway through the week. Crosstalk PM, I like I, the guy said, I'm Rick Solom. Coming up on the show in nine minutes or so, depending on how long I ramble. Uh, Mitch Reynolds, former host, mayoral candidate. Mayoral, mayoral is a weird word if you try to say it. I'm a professional talker now, so I have to be able to say it. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm texting Mitch right now, just <laughs> like... Texting him very a lot of nonsense, uh, what we we what we can and can't talk about. But all I wanted, all we want to talk about is basketball. <laughs> Not so much what we can and can't, but what we should and shouldn't. Like, should we go down the Giannis Antetokounmpo road again? And I think we will because uh, that's we're both passionate about basketball. I have a lot of basketball questions for Mitch. It's been a while. Actually, pandemic haven't really talked to him all that much. Once in a while, a random. Send him a random, like story or tweet or something. Um, but yeah, so anyway, we can get to that when we get to that. Uh, the the Cooley COVID nineteen collaborative updated today. There were also two more. Another death was reported today of a county resident, which means there's been forty eight deaths and ten this month. So more than. You know, 16 days this month. Actually, between December 2nd and December 15th, there's been 10 deaths of LaCrosse County residents. And all of them have been over 60, except one person was in their 50s. You know, so what for whatever that means. It's such a weird... And every day that I have to ask the county health department, Maggie at the county health department, how old was the person that died, I add a disclaimer in there. I also feel very weird about just asking you for these statistics every time I tell her that uh, because it is super weird. We've made death simply a, stati- a statistic and uh, that way we don't have to think about it too harshly. And, you know, for some of us, it's, it is a kind of out of our hands, right? Like how do you, how do you alleviate that? How do you, try to prevent that minus all the things that everyone tells us to do that get frankly get a little old right like okay wash my hands i got it wear a mask stay home when possible so so other than that i what can you do 608-785-7914 is the talking text line i have i keep forgetting to do this and i i literally set it next to me every day of the week that since it's it's been dropped off in the studio and I keep meaning to talk about it, but because I set it off to my right, I end up forgetting about it because everything in the studio is to my left. The board's to my left. The computers are to my left. Uh, maybe I got to look at the computer to pick a Christmas song, but then I'm focused on Christmas song. But Clyde the other day sent me a little note and a float charger, a battery float charger, because my my uh, garden tractor snowblower, it's just, I don't have a lawn, so it's it's. All it is is a snowblower from 1975, I believe, 76, somewhere around there, wheel horse. Uh, the battery dies over the summer <laughs> or just in general, like old, I guess like all tractors do, right? Four-wheelers, all that. But uh, Clyde says, here's a slow charger for your wheel horse. Hook it up, leave it on the, and never have a dead battery. <laughs> Clyde from the highlands of the town of Onalaska. I think I make the 
the mistake of, of saying city or whatever whatever the other on Alaska is. But yeah, so he sent me this float charger. Uh, Clyde, you're going to have to send me an extension cord, preferably a really nice one with lighted ends on it because uh, the genius that built my house decided not to put any uh, outlets on the side of the garage where I put my tractor. So can't hook up the float charger till till you send me an extension cord because I can't afford a sec- extension cord on my own. Are you crazy? And it's probably going to have to be a pretty long one and because my garage, I don't want to run the extension cord around along the gr- ground, right? Because I'll run it over. So I'll probably want to do it above. Maybe just send an electrician over to my house to hook up some outlets. Or if you ever watched the Frogger episode on Seinfeld, the holes. Put some uh, some of the holes on that side of my garage for me. That'd be great. I'd really appreciate it. But no, I do appreciate that. I'll... I'll uh, Never, I, I never thought about a float charger. I've seen them for sale before. I've never thought about them. But uh, and then you, you kind of, you, you described it a little bit. I was like, oh, that makes sense. So hook it up, and then my battery won't die, like it usually does. I haven't started my tractor since my dad came a couple weeks ago and decided to fix everything that was broken in the house, which I appreciated. But I'm since then, I haven't tried to start it, so I'm sure it doesn't start again. Um, all right, so we could get out of here quick, and then I can call Mitch, and we can, you know, let's harass him a little bit. He's running for mayor. We can harass him about that. We can ask him what he's been doing for the last year and a year and six months or so. I don't even remember when he when he bailed on us on this show, the jerk. Um, but we can ask him what he's been doing. I kind of know what he's been doing, but I don't know exactly. And then we can. Uh, we can grill a little bit about, about what it takes to be mayor. All right, we got to get, we'll hit Brad in the news and then we'll come back with Mitch Reynolds. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608 785 7914 is the talk and text line. It's kind of, is it kind of weird to hear me doing this, Mitch, as you are on the phone? <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, I, no, I, uh, I think it's great. I think you're doing a, a wonderful job, and I really, like I told you before, I really appreciate the effort that the station continues to put into uh, giving people an opportunity to hear what's going on in their, you know, in their city government, county government, in the region, in the state. And I think you do a great job moderating that. The lowest of effort. Let's just put Rick on. Let's just do that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I I didn't. What do we got? Anybody? <laughs> Let's put, oh, Rick will do it. He was sitting over there. We'll put him over here. I, I, I yeah. didn't, if I would have been thinking ahead and it would have been, it would have taken effort and there, therefore I yeah. didn't do it. But uh, I did, I did find this and we could just see, I have no idea what this is, but I'm just going to hit play. It's going to be, it's only four seconds. So, um, wow. there's, there's some April fools ones. You probably know what these one, one says no April fools. You know what that is? The wow. best of Mitch no, Reynolds. I don't. No. Okay. No, these I are don't. just like four second. This is okay, the best of Lacrosse Talk PM here on Wisdom. Oh, they don't even say your name. Never mind. <laughs> oh, all right, <laughs> I didn't have your name, hey, man. I, that would be. I no, mean, I, I think could... all those probably. I'm sure after two years, those things have been deleted, right? No. What any, are you talking any, about? Any reference, any reference to Mitch Reynolds is gone by now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, there's a, there's this one. I don't know. I don't. Maybe they'll say your name. You're listening to the best of Lacrosse Talk PM nope, on Wisdom. Nope, nope. Actually, I could nope. probably use those. I could still use these. I got to put them in my show. <laughs> it's a different sounder guy. I just call him Sounder Guy. I don't know his name, but uh, Sounder Guy. That guy. That guy was a wild. I don't. Boy, I don't remember even hearing those before. Well, um, they're dated. Two, they're dated 2010. Isn't that when you started this show? <laughs> 
No, I started the show, um, no, that was, so in 2004, February of 2004, uh, is when we started uh, Lacrosse Talk PM, and um, it was uh, it was a really strange uh, situation because my, my father-in-law was dying of cancer at that, when as soon as we started the show, and so actually the first couple of shows I didn't actually even do because I was in the hospital with my father-in-law, so I remember it very distinctly. Okay, I'm not going to joke about that, but I, I could, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> it was a while. We were there for a while. I yeah. was there for a while. Um, anyway. Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, smooth transition. Yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo signed. Did you expect him to sign for a five-year deal? Just... No, I did not. No, I think I think there were a lot of people shocked by that. Uh, but it was it, we. I was having a conversation with someone just uh, yesterday about this, and I... I don't think nobody has ever elected to come back to the Bucks. No superstars ever elected to come back to the Bucks. I mean, if you go down the list of superstars, they've all left. Nobody's ever decided to stay. What are you talking about? Glenn Robinson, Ray Allen, they all came back. What are you talking about? Ray Allen left as soon as he could. No, he didn't. Are you crazy? We we traded him for Gary Payton. Oh well, he lost. You guys are right. The, the problem is we don't have any superstars, and I mean, no, no, the, the superstars. I mean, if you look, go through the list of superstars. There's been what three, right? Yeah, that and two of them played at the same time: Glenn Robinson and Ray right. Allen. If you want to call Glenn Robinson yeah. a superstar, I don't, I don't know. Well, I was actually thinking Oscar Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you go back that way, I mean, and yeah, Kareem, that so. that Abdul Jabbar <laughs> guy, he did leave, but Ray played one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven years. So about as long as Giannis has been here, right? Yeah. So Ray played, you know, but the rules were different there. So I don't know. Yeah, they were. Yeah, um, no, it's, yeah it is apples to oranges a little be, bit. Between that, Giannis coming back, I, I I keep forgetting Matt Thomas plays for the Raptors on Alaska Native. And he, yeah, I just looked at the preseason box score. He went four of seven from deep, scored 16 points in 22 minutes the other day. <laughs> uh, to lead the Raptors in the first preseason game, and every all yeah, eyes were on like you know it was against the Hornets. So is that yeah, Lamelo? Right. I don't know if Lamelo played for the Hornets. Lamelo Ball, yeah, I, yeah. So he did, yeah, Lamelo did. He Lamelo went zero for five, by the way. But uh, <laughs> Matt Thomas lead led the team in scoring the first preseason game of the year. Sort of missed that, but I'm going to start it, paying attention to that. Isn't it amazing? I mean, if you talk about a contrast in styles and shooting between the two of those guys, between Matt Thomas. And uh, and Lamelo Ball, Lamelo Ball's got to be one of the worst shooters in the NBA. His <laughs> form is outrageously bad. And yeah. Matt Thomas, Matt Thomas is probably in the top five. Yeah, how does the, the whole team. how does the whole family, Lamelo Ball, Lonzo Ball, this is really really lacrosse talk PMS right here. The whole family has terrible <laughs> Lonzo Ball as a as you're running for mayor. Well, this is what we're going to talk about. But uh, and then I that the, the only guy the only guy who can shoot is Leandro. And the guy who's not in the NBA, yeah, he he's got, the only guy who can shoot. He got possibly, cut passably well, but he can't do anything else. Yeah, he got cut the other day, I think. And then uh, obviously, you, you watch this kid growing up, right? You watch this kid play in high school. He's uh, he's going to be the Badgers. He's going to be the man for the Badgers next year, Jonathan Davis. Yeah, I know he's amazing. What a great story. We were ta- I was talking about pipeline with someone the other day. Pipeline of uh, Central, uh, well, lacrosse area uh, kids. Um, that go to, and, and especially that program, just an amazing thing. It really is. And watching him play, his level of aggressiveness on the court is uh, really fun to watch. And obviously his execution is, is top-notch. Uh, I, he's just he's a great player, no question. And he fits right in 
he's strong and he's ambitious and aggressive and he doesn't back down and he shoots incredibly well. I mean, what a great player! I'm, I'm we're super excited to watch how he progresses. Yeah, it's fun to it's fun to watch if the Badgers are on to kind of go on their Twitter feed because they they hype up Jonathan Davis quite a bit. They uh, yeah. the, the multiple tweets just about Johnny Davis. So, and I don't know if we call him Johnny or Jonathan. I I I, I accidentally call him Johnny all the time. It'd be like if somebody called me Ricky, I'd be like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, only my well, nephews call me Ricky anymore. So, but he was Johnny for so long, though. Right, I mean, we did. That's how we referred to him, so it does make sense. But I, I do believe that he's rebranded now to Jonathan. Yeah, I keep asking. Uh, I keep asking Dave when you get him on. Just ask, like, what do we, what do we like, Johnny, Jonathan, John? I don't know. <laughs> so let's Dave Carney on WKTY. Hey, I, I got some fan favorites here waiting on hold to talk to you. So I'm just All right, gonna well, let's uh, let's, uh, uh, let's uh, make sure everybody knows. Uh, Mitch Reynolds on the air talking to Rick Solo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just do a, a Mitch Reynolds, uh, my guest today. He's running for mayor. He's one of I think is it five or six yeah. now? I, I lost count. I think it's five. Uh, and there, with a secret candidate, I had, I had five. Then secret candidate has she actually announced yet? <laughs> no, but you've 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 slim you've cut it in half. How many people it is? Yeah, yeah. you've cut it in half. Yeah, on no, I heard many. about this this morning and um, looking forward to it. I guess I won't spill the beans. I'll let her do that. But uh, really excited about. Anybody who's joining the race that, honestly, and before we get to it, and you can jump in on a call anytime, uh, Rick, whenever yeah. you want, but I just want to say that I'm really excited that there's some people jumping into this race with some really some fresh perspectives and will have some great experiences to bring. And uh, I'm just hopeful that whoever wins is someone that is going to do great things for the city because that's really the only reason to, uh, to take this job. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about uh, Tim Cabot in his exit uh, statement about leaving the mayor's office. He talked about the need to have a thick skin, and um, it, that is absolutely the case. It is uh, it's it's in su- there's a, a certain level of brutality, frankly, that you suffer as mayor in the city of La Crosse, especially now. Uh, and I, I just because the, the tenor of politics has changed so much in the last several years and uh, you just have to have a thick skin you got to be able to do it every single day show up every single day and not only have the fun stuff of uh, slamming the gavel down in a city council meeting but uh and uh, cutting ribbons but also the day-to-day operations of city hall which you know it it runs from seven o'clock in the morning till i've been city hall at city council meetings at midnight so it's it's a hard job so you gotta, you have to want to do something good for the city of La Crosse. So who who would have about the candidates who are showing up? Who would have the thickest skin? Uh, the city council president, Martin Gall, a city council member, Jessica Olson, the owner of Steinhaus, Christopher Stopla, or you, a former talk show host who uh, had to cover all these things. And then I think you, you know, you have like a, a you know, I, I'm sure they all have their different histories. But you, you yeah. taking phone calls, you you have to have a pretty thick skin yourself on this show. Well, yeah, and to be honest about that, Rick, I mean, certainly after 15 years of of doing that over and over again, there certainly are times when uh, you you want to scream at somebody uh, and you want to quit and walk out. Um, oh no, actually, I never really wanted to quit. And walk. Oh, maybe I did. Now that I think about it, I mean, you screamed but, at me a couple of times, so there's that. I did. I did scream <laughs> too. Yeah, I think I screamed at Brad Williams a handful of times over my years there. I. But you know, there 
you were in the studio at times when uh, I just I'd had enough, and so I I would uh, I click the click the off button on the caller. So that certainly happened. I, I don't I can't I'm not, I can't run from that. I know that happened, but I I do feel like I have a, a pretty thick skin though. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. We'll get to let's let's do this quick. And number three is calling in. He wanted he's been wanting to talk to you for I don't know how long. Go ahead, number three. Hey. Hi there. Oh, this is number three. Hi. <laughs> Oh, in fact, I can hardly hear you. You're bulletproof, aren't you? I <laughs> well, I I'm sorry we have a. I don't think we have a great connection here, but I don't I have at this point. I am not. Uh, things went no. to hell since you left. Anyway, I want to tell the people out there. I was down in Verroqua today, and I come home on the Uftaban, okay. and I stopped at the post office in Westby, and your picture wasn't hanging on the wall down there. Okay. <laughs> so I think you can run for mayor. If your picture had been okay. on the wall, I was going to tell everybody not to vote for you. But seeing your picture ain't on the wall, you must be all right in Westby. And if you're all right in Westby, you'll be all right in La Crosse, okay? Can I, can I ask you just a, a, a quick question about that? Did you say you stopped at the post office in Westby? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I just want to make clarify that. That is a uh, – I was introduced to the post office in Westby, and I appreciate you uh, – uh, reminding people that I'm not actually on the wall in the post office. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Uh, post yeah, office. Well, any, you know, anytime I can do somebody some good, I want to do it for him. You know. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Well, I th- does that get to what you've been doing for the last year and a half? Is that what that where that stems from, Westby? Running from the law. <laughs> well, I don't know. Do you do you uh, you work at you're 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 a manager at Whole Tree or operations manager, right? I guess people want to know what have you been doing the last year and a half. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I'm the operations manager at Whole Street Structures uh, in Westby. The company's based in Madison and uh, kind of grew up here right in the La Crosse area. And um, we are, it's a very, it's a growth company. We've been expanding rapidly and we have projects all around the nation and are working on some in Canada at this point as well. And uh, these are, it's whole timber architecture. So, you know, it's unmilled timber essentially, I said, and it can be structural in terms of columns and 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 rafters, and uh, and also can be uh, decorative, like the eagle tree on the north side of Lacrosse. We we put that in there. Not the we we, we didn't make the eagle. We just uh, we just got the tree and put it in the ground. Uh, we were also part of the process of finishing the installation of the Riverside Bandshell. Yeah, I was gonna. I said yesterday because we we talked about you behind your back a little bit. I said, if you're going to run for mayor, you have to claim all the credit for the band shell. Like you take all that credit. I got this done. I made. I worked a deal with the city. A free, no taxpayer money. Uh, we yep. built this band shell. It was all me, baby. Yeah, I wish. I wish that was something I could take credit for because <laughs> it is really such a gem for the city of La Crosse. And really, the congratulations goes to almost everybody. Uh, I should be at, uh, last on the list for that. Uh, definitely, our guy that you know very well, Terry Bauer, uh, clearly instrumental in, in working day and night and pushing that through, but also some good friends of mine and uh, just some great people that were involved, so many great people who were involved in not only fundraising for that project, but also seeing it through. And uh, it's, uh, again, uh, it's just amazing, especially right now with Rotary Lights. Everybody, I can't, can't imagine, would not agree with this. Just going down there and and seeing the Rotary Lights and, and just, Seeing that band shell just lit up like that, it's 
it's amazing, and I, I, I'm really happy to have been a part of it—a very a small part of it, but definitely a part of it. Now, when you when you decided to run for mayor, and you, you I, I don't know, have you had a whole lot of time to think? This is how these are some of the things I would do as I, you know, if I were the mayor. That's just kind of a very general question, but I, I, I don't think a whole lot of people think about, you know, what do I expect from my mayor? You know, political junkies, as Ron Kine called me the other day, uh, <laughs> maybe think about that quite a bit. But you know, I've never actually. Boy, I, you know, I haven't lived in a town that, that cares about a mayor except for lacrosse, but I don't live here. I live in Houston, and, and you know, I don't even live in Houston, so I don't care about the mayor there. But uh, I don't think a lot of people care about you know, what, like what to expect from a mayor. You even brought this up a couple of weeks ago. What kind of mayor do you want? So um, yeah, people just right. aren't involved. You know, we have seven city council seats up, and it looks like you know, we have a couple of people running for those races. But you know, people, aren't, people don't really care who's on their city council and, and just stuff like that. I feel like people... Is there a way is it maybe to get people better involved in in the politics of city government because that's more important than you know what our Congress and what our president's doing? Yeah, that's always been a challenge, hasn't it? And I, I think really the, the the way to address that in the best way possible is to is to try to energize the voting population and try to bring new voters to the polls. It does seem like what we have is a very small portion of the population that, has any interest in local politics at all, even though, as you correctly stated, that's that's where all the decisions are made. And I think making the connection between what the mayor and the city council do, and as uh, well, you talk about Lacrosse Talk PM, part of the tradition of that show is making that connection. You know, making the connection between uh, I, I, I the, the one of the classics. Is the uh, I don't know if you remember the lemonade stand licensing, right? Yeah, somebody tried to slip through city hall at some point. Making that connection between those things that the city council does and what happens, and, and then what happens at the polls, and and how that impacts things like licenses for lemonade stands, <laughs> but also alternate side parking. You know how you know. There's been a lot of complaints about alternate side parking since I moved to the city of La Crosse 25 years ago. People have complained about alternate side parking. And there's always been this op- the attempts to do quick fixes here and there or have or complain about the police enforcing alternate side parking. But it's interesting is that very little activity by the city council is ever focused on making that so that it's more palatable for people who actually have to park on the street. We always want to blame the police and talk about the money grab that they're doing, but the law is on the books. And the city council, other than that one time that Gary Podesky led a charge to change when alternate site parking would be enforced, they've never bothered to, to make a change to it. So if, you can, if we can convince people that there is, in fact, a connection between who they're voting for and what is happening on their street in their neighborhood every single day, that, I think, helps people get energized and want to be more interested in local politics and go to the polls and vote. Yeah, I mean, the mayor, mayor said that he talked to police. They've postponed alternate side parking until it snows out. So there's that. But, yeah, you're right, permanently. Um, is that As a mayor, is that what you're going to run on, changing the speed limit on Losey back up to maybe, maybe 55 <laughs> miles an hour? Uh, yeah, fix the, yeah. You mean you did this show for a long time, and you could figure out all the ways that the, the public would best get energized. Fix the roads, change the speed limits to all like forty-five. Get rid of all the stupid uh, 
not roundabouts, but the what traffic circles, the ones on King Street traffic by the Y. Yeah. Like, what yeah. are we doing? Sure, sure. Uh, get yeah, rid of yeah. those. Uh, I don't yeah. know what else. You really just, I mean, I mean, just you, you have a direct line to exactly, you know, what the people have been complaining about for, you know, 15, 10, 15 years. Yeah, those are hot button issues for sure. And for every, in every situation, you know, potholes might be the exception. <laughs> Nobody likes potholes. But these are very complex problems, and they take more than a knee-jerk reaction or a knee-jerk solution to them. Alternate side parking is a classic example because it's not as simple as just saying, you know, it's, it's call an end to alternate side parking. It, it can be, but it has to be done in a way that makes sense so that in those times when there is significant snowfall, the plows can actually get through the streets. I've lived here in the city long enough where I've seen streets get so incredibly narrowed that plows could not get through. So there has to be a, a complex solution to a complex problem, and so, that would be the case with just about everything. I, I, I tell you, you ask what I'm going to run on it, and I, my platform is not get rid of alternate side parking. It's not. There's not a, a, a number of different boxes that people are going to be able to check next to my name in relation to those topics. It's going to really be focused on finding ways to first of all moderate the differences between people that exists right now because there are so many we have very dark differences that are that are truly dividing us families divide families divide friends and divide this community and it would be my goal to try to bring us closer together try to find ways to incorporate surrounding governments and making sure that we're all working collaboratively collaboratively on and solving problems but uh, but also finding these solutions to these hot button issues like the, the pothole lacrosse La street is still a mess it, it, it is unfathomable to me that that's not been fixed yet um but the you know the find ways for people to either understand traffic circles or or moderate how they're used uh and then find you know maybe finding solutions to alternate side parking and then dealing with some of these essential services that have been really sliced because of the the, the budget cuts because of the pandemic and finding a way to bridge gaps so that people can still access those services. All right, two things before I let you go. Did do you think the mayor yeah. bailed because of the pandemic? Like I, I don't want to be mayor through this pandemic. You talk about the budget being sliced. It's going to take a, a lot of work to uh, maybe build the city back from from what the pandemic has done to every everything. I think so. Mayor Cabot probably looked at it and then and just went, "F it, I'm out. <laughs> Good luck, whoever wins." <laughs> okay, we're done here. Let's just move on. Oh, I mean, I understand. If he had done that, I would completely understand. It is a tremendous challenge uh, that just moving forward with what has to be accomplished, and no more so than the businesses who have gone under. Well, the businesses that are going to try to survive, but people who own the businesses that have gone under. I know a number of them. And there's this just desperation. So finding ways to make sure the city, first of all, doesn't get in the way. That would be the key. Don't get in the way of individuals and businesses trying to put their lives back together out of the pandemic. Don't get in the way of that and assist how you can, because that should be the job of city government is to provide essential services. And and in situations like this, find a way to help people through. All right. So just the strategy here, as we've been talking and then I'll let you go. Uh, the primary would be February 16th as long as there's three candidates. So what you do is you run on alternate side parking through February 16th because alternate <laughs> side parking ends in March. 
And by March, we're not going to think about alternate side parking because the election's in April, but there will be yep. a lot of potholes after winter, all the potholes yep. after, you know, so in April, you run that, you know, from February to April when there's just two of you, you just run on potholes and hope that the other candidate doesn't figure that out. I absolutely love that. You are on you. I'm going to onboard you as my campaign manager because that is excellent advice. All right. Number three has been preaching. He's been saying, are you going to be the campaign manager? He said, well, I guess I, I guess I am now. So, all right, Mitch, I'll let you go. We're way over time. Um, uh, and uh, you, good luck to you. And I'm sure we'll talk to you down the line here. Rick, thanks so much again. You're doing a great job, and I really appreciate the opportunity. All right, see ya. <laughs> take care, man. All right, that was Mitch Reynolds. We're way over. We're way over. I got to take a break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Not going to be too long of a second half of the show. <laughs> we went. A, we went long with Mitch, obviously, because Mitch had to go. No time for his old job. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, he did. If you heard the dogs in the background barking, I, I think that was he had some some people coming and they had to do some mayor work and he didn't want to keep them waiting. Uh, but he leaves us all hang out, hanging out to dry. Thanks a lot, Mitch. Uh, libertarian guy texted in. He said he'll, he'll sign his papers. I did forget to ask him, like, where can we sign your papers, Mitch? Where, where can you do that? And um, so I can text him and ask. I, I'm sure I'm sure, uh, you know, I can do that right now. But I, I, I don't I don't know if there's a, a place. Where can people sign your papers? There we go. We'll send that text to Mitch. We'll see what he says. Uh, but Libertarian Guy did say that, and he, he did say he, uh, let me see here. He was mad because I, I didn't, I don't know. Um, I like Mitch's comment about focusing on essential services. That is the role of government. So, yeah. After we got through the nonsense, then it was it was pretty pretty interesting to hear him talk about you know the, the actual things that a mayor would do and his his ideas for uh, he kind of got on a roll there I think and if we had had more time it would have been you know we could have kept going deeper and deeper it, it is it is smart though right we we should just run on fixing the roads I feel like but but if all the mayors run on fixing the roads then you got to get to the second issue and I don't know what that second issue is because you can't. I mean, fixing the roads and parking, everyone can can say everything that you want to hear there. Um, but then there's there's also, you know, there's probably a little bit deeper dive to take on, on some of that stuff. Uh, Ron's calling in. Ron, go ahead. You're on the air. Well, my comment about the, the mayor there, the alternate parking. I lived in La Crosse for eight years, and 90% of the time there was no need to park on the opposite because there was no snow to move. Right. You'd have a small, slow emergency, and that would take care of that problem. But uh, lacrosse has terrible streets all over. They should be uh, out fixing up the streets. That should be the top priority. I mean, no, I was doing it. Yeah. You commented about uh, the Bucks. Yeah. Okay. When they uh, traded Ray Allen, they traded a first-round draft pick. You get Gary Payton for a total of 37 games. Yeah. I'm not counting payoffs. Yeah, worst trader. That trader. first round draft pick turned out to be uh, Dwayne Wade. So uh, how incredibly stupid was that? And as far as assigning the Greek freak, I had traded him to New Orleans for Zion Williamson and two draft picks myself. <laughs> yeah. I, and that's uh, that's interesting, Ron. I, I, I would love to do uh, trade talk with you the whole show, honestly. Uh Two dra- two first rounders and Zion Williamson for Giannis. The first rounders would be pretty bad then because if you put Giannis on the 
Pelicans, then the Pelicans are really good, and those draft picks turn into crap. Uh, Eric from Sparta's on. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, first of all, Ricky, uh, I really think this this uh, sports stuff, when you're talking about somebody's going to run for mayor, you should be a- able to answer some questions. Like, what ticket is he running on? Is he a liberal or a conservative? Does he support cancel culture like Mayor Cabot does? Or and what about what is his position on a woman's right to choose? Because that is that is not codified in law. That is a Supreme Court decision. It's not law according to left. I want to know questions like that. Well, what is what is the is he a liberal or, or a liberal or conservative? What is what does abortion have anything to do with what a mayor thinks? What is, I want I want I want people's uh, I like to hear people's uh, philosophy about stuff like that instead of a just a. Uh, it makes a big difference. Of course, it does. I th- I think Eric. I think what you 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 want you want all your candidates to go left or right of the aisle so that you know who to I vote want, for. I want to know what they are. Okay, that's what I want. Don't give me your crap. I want to know what they are. <laughs> all right, Erica. <laughs> I don't have as thick skin as as Mitch. I I, I don't think uh I, I don't think a the, the a candidate for mayor. You know, do we need to know if they're liberal or conservative? Is is a pretty dumbed down way to think about uh, what our next mayor is going to be, what their ideas are. I don't. I think a lot of us are probably a little bit liberal, a little bit, a little bit conservative, a little bit libertarian, uh, and and whatever you know. You propose one idea, they're going to have an opinion on that. And I I know Mitch is is like that more, maybe more so than anybody. Uh, when when he comes, you propose him with an idea, he might come at it from any different way, whatever. You know, when you say side of the aisle, libertarian guy is going to uh, be mad at me because then there's only Republican and Democrat. But where's the libertarian side of the aisle? But um, yeah, there's there's going to be different viewpoints, and then you can you can point to whatever side of the aisle that viewpoint is. And I I would say that Mitch is going to have multiple sides to that. So uh, dumbing down our candidates to whether or not they're liberal or conservative is the worst way to go about politics. We should just dig down into what their, their decisions are about the city and, and how they're going to approach that as opposed to how they're going to approach abortion, which has nothing to do with lacrosse's mayor. Uh, libertarian guy is calling in now. Go ahead, man. Oh, hey, Rick. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to just say that I, it's a pleasure to hear Mitch, um, on the radio <laughs> again. That's that's just very nice. Hey, um, I you kind of read through what I texted earlier, so I don't know that I need to spend a lot of time there. But um, you know, I would be very happy to support his candidacy and to sign the, the whatever paperwork that he needs. Um, responding to Eric, um, if I were to guess, mm, I, I I think Mitch could probably capture some um, conservative vote. Um, being in his position when he was on the air for so long, he stayed pretty um, objective and really pulled up, you know, information and, and ideas from from both sides of the aisle, so to speak. But uh, yeah, my guess is he would be um, a, a relatively conservative mayor. And you you, you might he, not have may, you might not have heard. I, I said that you might be mad if I if we say both sides of the aisle because where does the libertarian fall on when you when you break down sides of the aisle you know make we need to we need yeah. to make this aisle multiple-sided more than two-sided well sure and that's just a just an expression um 
right, what I was... really liked was his comment about um, essential services, because that truly is the role of government. It's not the role of government to tax the heck out of us so that they can build pretty things around town and put up artwork and and you know cost us taxpayers great a great deal of money so so yeah i like that one comment on mitch's part and uh i would love to hear more sure all right yeah and we'll get him back on i'm sure down the road uh we got a lot of candidates to get back on i feel like maybe if we did this every wednesday just have a mayoral candidate every wednesday and just roll them through but at this point there's there's five i have the i have too many tabs open again I think there's five or six. Uh, one, two, three, four. One, two, three. There's four, and then there's a secret fifth one, though most of us know who it is. Uh, well, most of us here in the newsroom know who it is, but we're respecting their wishes uh, to to withhold that information for now. Uh, well, let's get Brett. Brett's calling in. Brett, go ahead. You're on the air, man. Well, first of all, who the hell cares what Eric thinks? He lives in Sparta. <laughs> he has nothing to do with the mayor in the cross. Well, I bring him on. He's going to... He's gonna, Provide some fodder for us anyway. Well, and here's my next question. Are you going to provide the same amount of time you just did with Mitch, about 40 minutes, with every candidate that's running for mayor? Well, I've already had Jessica Olson on. I've given, uh, I, I've told, I've reached out to Stopla, and I've told uh, the other candidate, now I just, uh, Martin Gall, I've, I've reached out to him as well. So, yeah. I'm anxious as here. Thanks. Yep, no problem. Yeah, there's uh, not really going to be any favoritism here. I, I want to know what all these people are about. It's with Mitch, you know, if you want to talk about we, I, I gave him not 40 minutes. I gave him probably 30 minutes. The show doesn't start at 5. And uh, probably 15 of those minutes were talking nonsense. I mean, we broke down the Giannis trade. We broke down Jonathan Davis for the Badgers. We broke down Matt Thomas. And we talked about some other nonsense. So there, there, there was quite a bit of nonsense going on there. We had to catch up, though. All right, we're going to take one more quick break. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I just want to wrap up quick, but Triple Tom is calling in. I'll get him real quick. Triple Tom, go ahead. You're on the air. I just wanted to make a couple comments. First one is I enjoy Eric's calls. Uh, sometimes a little bit on the edge, but he's a great caller and great uh, uh, contribution to your program. Yeah, me too. The other thing I wanted to say is I, I agree. Uh, <clears throat> looking at perspective of the people running for mayor, um, Mitch has um, has is a very well-rounded individual, and I also would support him for mayor in Lacrosse. Even though I don't live there, I think uh, Lacrosse is very fortunate to have him uh, running, and I hope he wins. And that's all I have to say. All right, thanks a lot, Triple Tom. All right, that's gonna well, it's probably gonna do it for the show. I appreciate Mitch coming on, spending some time with us, spending some time with us, catching up too as well. Was nice to hear uh, how, what he's been doing. I have I haven't really talked about what he he's been doing. I haven't really it's his, it's his uh, personal life, so I didn't want to go there. But now he's be, he's running to be a public figure, right? So now we can ask him, and we'll try to have uh, Chris Stopla on. He's a a candidate. He owns Steinhouse. We'll have him on hopefully next week, and maybe Martin Gall as well, and and Jessica Olson. We can just we can just run through them all, right? All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.